Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, everyone, to the Fantasy Madness Podcast. With me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. And please do not forget to check me out on the Twitter and the Gram at RMK Madness. Also, make sure to keep your eye on playerprofiler.com. That's where my writings, my wonderful work, my lovely articles, that's where you'll find those. But I also post links for them on the Twitter, so just keep an eye on everything. Don't forget to like, subscribe, download, all that, I'll follow, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. And with any luck here before too long, I'm going to have a Patreon going. I've already got it rolling. I just have to get it out there and, and, and really launched. But kind of waiting. I'm in the process of getting a little uh, brand logo made. So we're, we're going to wait on that. Or for that, I should say. So that is the plan with that. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, we did here at the Madhouse, albeit it was fucking excruciatingly hot, thanks to this heat dome. And it's so hot in some places that some people are baking cookies on the windshield of their car. Yeah, I saw, you know, the little cookie, the dough, the pre-made dough you can get at the grocery store, and it comes out in the little circles, and you just put it on the pan. Yeah, threw one of those on a car windshield. And it looked like a nice old cookie by the time it was done. <sighs> hot. Hot. But other than that, I uh, watched some craziness in New Japan Wrestling this weekend. That was fun. Checked out on Saturday. Really cool premiere episode of Season 2 of Unidentified. So if you're into the alien UFO stuff, it's good to check out. And then did some more retro gaming with the wife. <clears throat> that's right once we figured out how to actually save on the fucking thing because you couldn't save from just the original save points in the game at first you had to do it on like this cloud thing outside the anyway we got that figured out got some more gaming in it was a good weekend it was a good weekend pretty good weekend and hey MLS, like I said previously, last on the last pod, that got underway, and we did have a match postponed during the weekend because of the COVID. I mean, it's just crazy, man. These sports leagues, are they really going to be able to make this happen? Like I saw last night <laughs> that there was just a nobody chick on Twitter was talking about how she already got invited to the bubble. And it looks like this is some real shit. Like some NBA players are trying to sneak women into the bubble. Like this shit ain't going to last long. <laughs> if people are bringing insiders or I'm sorry, outsiders into the bubble. I just don't understand any of this pushing to get schools reopened like fucking idiots. Betsy, you have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, the lady claimed if we went back to school that only 0.02% of kids would die, which if you look at all the kids, check out the numbers, that's over 14,000 kids. Well, I can tell you this much, my kids ain't going to be one of them because they ain't going to school yet. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy how so many people, like, people can act like they can just do their shit Despite the virus. And we're seeing that it's not that fucking easy. 
and the NFL is going to have their hand hand at it too after all is said and done, so we'll see. But I'll tell you this much. <laughs> Bringing in people from the outside into your bubble, that's not a good recipe for success is all I would say. All I would say. In NFL news, not a whole lot going on right now other than, you know, the NFL and the NFLPA are still trying to work shit out. That looks like it's being a bit of a process. I mean, we're just not too long away from training camp, and a lot of these football players have not been doing enough working out. I mean, sure, they're trying to keep their bodies in shape, but they're not doing any organized activities or anything like that. Mini camps didn't happen. It is not normal in the NFL this year. That's just all there is to it. And it's it's going to be... You know, they're going to have to come to terms on all of this. The, fuck, the left tackle from the Bucks. I'm his name is escaping me. I'm sorry, but he's strongly considering not even playing this year. That's supposed to be the dude protecting Tom Brady's blind side. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see which of these spo- sports leagues, if any, can pull it off. Because while they does look like they're all going to get underway... I'm not entirely sure they're all going to finish. And I know I've said that before, but with the way everything is going, how can you not be worried about that shit? I don't want it to happen. I fucking love sports. I am dying for some sports. Give me some hockey and NBA playoffs. I don't give a shit if the fans are there or not. I'm ready. I watched a little bit of soccer recently. like, And I love World Cup soccer. I just have never been able to get too much into MLS. But, man, it's worth watching right now. The only other thing I would ask is the whole thing with the Raheem Mostert. Now, look, I really want to break this down. Who's going to trade for Raheem Mostert? Nobody. Now, I do think maybe, especially given the situation of the country, maybe the mustard man, maybe he just sits out. Maybe that's what he does. Regardless, I think this is good news for Tevin Coleman and potentially Jamichael Hasty because they do have some other guys on that. They got the Jeff Wilson, but he's more of a, you know, a rolling boulder, I guess. <laughs> he can handle that goal line work pretty good, but not someone I trust with a ton of carries. Jamichael Hasty, on the other hand, he might be able to make some noise. Might be able to make, as a matter of fact, Jamichael Hasty is in one of my articles I wrote recently. So make sure you're checking that stuff out. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Anyway, that's what we got for news. Like I said, not a whole lot to get into. So let's take a quick pause, get back, and get into the madness. Yes. Put the Welcome to the madness. That's right. The madness where I can do the meat of the podcast, the main topics. And I just realized I had a rather quick intro today. I I just guess I didn't have a lot to say right off the bat. And I did record my uh, other podcast, Miscellaneous Debris, before that. And boy, did I just get some ranting off my chest in that. So it's good stuff, I say. 
but I've also gotten some pretty good feedback from it. So if you'd like, make sure to hop on my Twitters, or you can just go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure you check it out, the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast. With the Matt Chatter, Ryan MK. So look into that. Okay. Now what I got for you today is some running back talk. Okay. Now, one thing I wanted to look at, and this is this would be the main topic, the topic du jour. We're going to go with unaccounted for carries on a per-team basis. And this is very similar to something we discussed recently, which is the vacated targets for wide receivers. Now, the unaccounted for carries is basically the same thing. It, teams, they lost some running backs. They're going to have those, you know, carries that now unaccounted for, just like the targets that are vacated. So what I looked at was the top five teams as far as most unaccounted for carries and kind of dove into that, right? So that's what we're going to do. So you've got the Houston Texans with 254 unaccounted for carries. Now they lost Carlos Hyde. He went to... Where? The Seattle Seahawks. And Lamar Miller, who got hurt before the beginning of the year. He's an old name, old news. But out of those 254 carries, 245 of them went to Carlos Hyde. So that means they're going to feed the new guy, David Johnson. Now, David Johnson, we'll see what happens. He looked Decent at the beginning of last year, but he doesn't seem like he just has the juice he once had. And he's getting older. So while I do think David Johnson, they're going to try and feature him, I'm not sure where David Johnson's at. And I just honestly feel like Duke Johnson's the better back. Now, how, if you're a Duke Johnson fan... (laughs) Do you have any faith that that will happen because he didn't take over last year when it was Carlos Hyde? But Carlos Hyde was running pretty well in this offense. And maybe David Johnson will too. But I do think that there's got to be something somewhere there that you just give Duke Johnson that chance. But worst case scenario, Duke Johnson keeps his same role and David Johnson slides into that role that Carlos Hyde had. For last year. And I think that's who's going to see. Maybe you'll see an uptick for Duke. But I think uh, a majority of those unaccounted for targets will go right to David Johnson. Now, team number two. We've got the LA Rams. And they're missing 234 carries. Now they did lose Todd Gurley, obviously. And he accounted for... 223 of the 234 carries. So, you got to look at it. Who else did they have left? Well, they still got Malcolm Brown. He had 69 carries last year. Daryl Henderson, second-year guy, he still had 39 carries last year. And you look at who they brought in, which is Cam Akers. Okay. Now, The Rams have come out and said they're going to pretty much use a running back by committee. They like all three running backs, et cetera, et cetera. 
Malcolm Brown, I'm sorry. He's nothing special. He's okay. Nothing special. Daryl Henderson, I actually, he's got some impressive metrics. He was productive in college. I kind of like him, but he had some chance to fire last year and he didn't. Now, let's see what happens in his second year because you got to realize the Rams offense overall was not great last year. Had some offensive line issues. So, I think that's important to remember too. Now, do I honestly believe we're going to get a three-way running back by committee? No, because I think Cam Akers, for sure, his potential is going to shine through, and I see him getting the bulk of those lost girly targets. But I also see Henderson making some noise, and I'm sure they'll use Brown as more of a change-of-pace guy. But I could see Akers getting a couple hundred, and then Henderson maybe getting 100. And then you get Malcolm Brown back there with, you know, 60 or 70 touches. But I think at some point, it's going to be Cam Akers as the 1A to the other guys. That's just the way I see it. And we'll get into Gurley in a little bit. <laughs> Pretty controversial player, but we'll talk about him. Number three on the list, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with 215 unaccounted for targets. I'm sorry, carries. <laughs> I think I've done that once or twice already. And really, the Bucs, they only lost Peyton Barber, but he did account for 154 carries. Now, still left on the team, you've got Aaron Jones. I'm sorry, Ronald Jones. <laughs> A much lesser Jones, I will say. He had 172. So technically he was the lead back, but just by barely. And then Dario Gunbidwale had 11 carries. He, he, towards the end of the year, was coming on a little bit as a Pat's catching role. And it looks like, by the way, he's working out with Tom Brady and things like that. There's a good chance Dare is a little bit of a Buccaneer James White, maybe? We'll see. But everybody... You know, not everybody. There's a lot of people high on Keyshawn Vaughn. And while I'm with you, I definitely see him as better than Ronald Jones. I still don't know if I see enough to know that he's going to just take it completely, that job completely away from Ronald Jones. So I do, I do expect that they'll still have room for Ronald Jones. And I see that a little bit more as a committee, that one. Because you can see, like I said, Ronald Jones, 172 carries last year, Peyton Barber, 154. You could see it like that again, somewhere around a 160 split. 160 apiece. I could see that. I could see that. Number four on the list would just keep moving right along the Los Angeles Chargers with 191 unaccounted for carries. Obviously, they lost Melvin Gordon who had 162 carries last year. Now, if you look at years previously, it was more than that, obviously. Melvin Gordon hurt last year a little bit because he held out. He was trying to get that contract, but they were the Chargers were doing fine with Eckler. Wasn't going to get the contract, came back. Once he came back, he had missed all that time. He was not in football shape. Took him time to get going. <sighs> Down year for Melvin Gordon. But... Austin Eckler, he had 132 carries. Justin Jackson, 29. Now, here's the thing. 
Austin Eckler looked really good. But you notice the Chargers, they went right to Melvin Gordon when he came back. Now maybe they were just trying to use him up since they knew they weren't keeping him. But I wonder how much the Chargers really believe in Eckler as a full-time three-down back. Because I'm wondering if they didn't draft Josh Kelly, because that is an addition they have, if they didn't draft him to kind of take over that Melvin Gordon role. They say they like the combination of Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, and I was a big fan of Jackson too, But and he's got great metrics, things like that, but he has really not done much for the Chargers. So you kind of wonder, do are they really happy with those two? Because I'm betting, if you look at it, despite Eckler's awesome year last year, he still had 132 carries to Melvin Gordon's 162. Now, I know Eckler catches a lot of passes, so that makes up for it. But if they're looking for someone to help and, and kind of fill in that Gordon role, I don't think that's Justin Jackson. That's much more Joshua Kelly, and you can get him late in drafts, man. Joshua Kelly, I believe, is definitely a breakout candidate in his rookie season simply because of the rest of the depth chart on that Chargers team. Eckler, Jackson, neither one are very big. And I just, mm, we'll see how it goes. But this is one of the shots I'm calling this year. I loved Eckler last year. I still love Eckler the player. But I think he is far too hyped at this moment in time. And I'm very nervous about him falling back down to earth. We'll see how it goes, though. We shall see. Last on the list, the Atlanta Falcons. That's right. So the Falcons, they lost Devonta Freeman, yes, who had 184, did I say targets again? Unaccounted for carries. Carries! Unaccounted for carries! Get it through your head, Ryan. God damn it. Devonta Freeman, 184 carries, yes? He's gone. He doesn't have a job. Actually, I just read last night that his agent dropped him. Probably sick of his shit because he had a, a, a solid offer. One-year deal from the Seahawks. And instead of taking it, he's trying to act like he deserves more and he's better and blah, blah, blah. And hey, bro, you got to get it in your head, Devante. It's not the way the NFL works anymore. It's not the way the running back position works anymore. It sucks. I feel for you, but it's true. So they lost him, but they did sign Todd Gurley. Now, if you look at the remainder of the teams, well, Ito Smith did get hurt last year, but he had 22 carries. The Rook Cadre Olison had 22 carries, and then Brian Hill had 78 carries. And I know everybody was excited for Brian Hill. I was super excited about him. And what happened? He had the chance to shine, and he didn't do a whole lot with it, did he? So you know you got Todd Gurley there. But then after that, what? Before the atrocity last year, I would have put in Brian Hill as the number two guy. But when he got that opportunity, he didn't do a whole lot. And granted, he not necessarily has Ito Smith either, but my money 
If you're looking for the number two guy in that offense, I'm going back to the Edo Smithwell. But you got to think, the Falcons are going to try and deploy Todd Gurley in a very similar fashion as Devontae Freeman. And if Todd Gurley can be more effective with than Devontae Freeman was, and that's very possible because, A, he's already the better talent, period. And then, B, I know he's injured too and got the knee stuff, but Devontae Freeman has not been very good the past couple of years. He's not nearly the talent Gurley was. So, that 184 unaccounted for carries, that should be no problem for Gurley to take over. Unless they really do want to try and limit him, and if so, they've got three other backs to help with that. So I do think that Gurley will get the bulk, but we'll see who kind of gets mixed in as the number two, potentially number three running backs on that squad. So just to recap, top five teams with unaccounted for carries, Houston with 254, the Rams with 234, the Bucks with 215, the Chargers with 191, and the Falcons with 190. In Houston, you can expect David Johnson to have a solid year. In L.A., I'm banking on Cam Akers being the main guy out of that committee. With the Bucks, I don't see a main guy as more so timeshare with Keyshawn and Ronald Jones, although I do think the guy to own in that league is Dario Gimbalwale, or from that team, I should say. Chargers, you got Gordon out of town. My bet is we're going to see a big chunk of Josh, Joshua Kelly this year. And then, you know, we talked about the Falcons. Gurley's going to walk in there and, uh, you know, kind of be the man until he can't be. <laughs> but tied to this, tied to this, I did have, because I knew this was going to be a shorter podcast, because because I'm really trying to do things a certain way and get certain material out of a certain time. So I knew this was going to be a little bit shorter of a podcast. So I went ahead and decided I wanted to add this little section talking about what backs I think will really have the best chance of success on their new team, right? Because you got to think about it. You suck, you jackass. What? Because it's a short podcast? Get out of here. Out of my face. I'm going to get you prepared for, for you know. Duh. Winning. All right. I'll be, I'll be honest. Now I'm just playing with the focus. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. I know. No. I'm, I'm sorry. You're right. I, I'm just dicking around. Oh. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So I add in this section, which backs will succeed on their new teams. And I did kind of like a a three-star system, okay? So depending on how well I think think they'll do, will, you know, be based on how many stars they get. So we start off with Melvin Gordon. Now, a lot of people kind of look at this situation, and they're like, Melvin Gordon? To the Brock, like people are down on Melvin Gordon after last year, but people forget, man. Melvin's been a stud. He has been a stud, and now he's going to go to a team 
They're going to do everything they can to help Drew Locke. They are clearly not as impressed with Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman. And I just feel like this, this is it. And I think they're they might they're setting up so that in the chance that Drew Locke is not the guy, well, then they can just try and bring in an Aaron Rodgers next year. I really think that's what Elway's going for because he's not the best at drafting young quarterbacks, but he is pretty good at convincing older ones to come to him. Well, at least he did it. Well, he's done it twice. Joe Flacco went there, too. <sighs> but I do think it, Melvin Gordon, he's going to get the workload. They paid him. They're going to give him the workload. And on this offense, I don't get why people aren't more excited. It it, it really is. It, it does kind of blow my mind. <laughs> and I, I, like, Why? I mean, does the Denver, the Denver Broncos have always been a team that runs the ball well. And now he's going into a situation where they paid him to be the man and he's going to be the man. But that being said, I do still feel like Royce Freeman is worth stashing. <laughs> so I feel like if, if, he, if there's not an injury where he takes over, I feel like he could get traded. So just saying, keep an eye on him. But in this position, I mean, I'm giving this one three stars. Three stars. That's right. Well, I guess he's going, I was just looking up his draft capital, and I guess he's going third round. So, a little better than I thought. People are starting to catch him. I remember seeing him in the drafts I did previously. I remember seeing him going so much later, it feels like. Maybe I'm just misremembering. That that is a very strong possibility. Todd Gurley, the next name on my list, someone we have mentioned. And Todd Gurley, I do think, is going to do well in Atlanta. Because I think that offense is a little more powerful. And I just feel like he fits in there well. Now he'll have to stay healthy, and that's the concern with Gurley. But... I think you put him in the Falcons' offense, and I think he, if anything, surpasses what Devontae Freeman did last year. So, with all that being said, I'm giving Todd Gurley two stars. Two, two stars. That's right. Two stars. I should have done three for Melvin Gordon. So, let's do Melvin Gordon's. We won. <laughs> Melvin Gordon, three stars. I, did, I have no idea. I don't know. Don't ask me. I have no idea why I'm I'm feeling the fucking sound effects right now. I have no idea. I just got the phone out and I'm just kind of going to town on him. But anyway, next on the list, we have David Johnson, the aforementioned. And once again, he's going to a team where the guy, you know, very similar to the girly situation, the guy who left was had the bulk of the carries, and David Johnson should step in. But I still say, I've got my eyes on Duke Johnson. I know we've been waiting forever. And if there was going to be a year to do it, it was last year, except for Carlos Hyde didn't play terrible. And I don't like Carlos Hyde, but he played pretty well in that offense. 
And so that would be the reason. So I still like the Duke Pasta just a little bit better. Well, quite a bit better, because let's also look at Duke Johnson's also 26. So he's a little bit younger. Been around, gosh, about the same amount of time, right? But I do think David Johnson is useful, very useful, particularly in redraft, because you can probably get him at a decent, decent in a decent round. You don't won't have to pay too high for him, and he should get a good workload. But again, I prefer my Duke Johnson, and I'm going to wait and see what happens this year. Maybe it's finally his year. Carlos Hyde, also previously mentioned. I just don't see this one because Chris Carson is there. Rashad Penny can come back at some point. And if anything, I think Travis Homer works his way in there. I think this was, I mean, I understand why Seattle did it because they're probably going to be without Rashad Penny for the first half of the season, if it occurs. (laughs) But I just, I'm not a fan of the player. Yes, he looked okay. Well, yes, he played well in Texas for the Texans last year, but it was also a pretty good offensive line, and you had Deshaun Watson, and, you know, you got some things that work in your favor, whereas in Seattle, they do have Russell Wilson, but the coaching staff doesn't allow him to just be Russell Wilson <laughs> as much as Houston's coaching staff allows Deshaun to be Deshaun. And that's a big deal. Those mobile quarterbacks, man, they open up that shit. And not that Russ doesn't, because he still does, but... Uh, I'm just salty because Russ could be more dangerous. I don't even like Russ. I think he's a goofy fucking goober. <laughs> Not to rip off SpongeBob, but I just he's a goofy dude. I don't understand him. <sighs> he bothers me. But he's a fucking hell of a quarterback and he's fun to watch. And I just don't and the offensive line isn't as good. I just don't see Carlos Hyde being as successful. And if Chris Carson does struggle, I like my chances that I've been drafting Travis Homer all over the place. Because he's very comparable. Well, his best comparable player is the next person I'm going to talk about. But but he's got the metrics and he's got college. Like he's got to be able to be given a chance. because, And I think he will be because Penny's going to be on the pup list. And Hyde's not going to do what they think he's going to do. And Carson, I, I just think they think he's good. But they've also been looking to move on a little bit. Someone bet, and Penny just can't quite take the job. <laughs> but I just think, I, yeah, not big on the whole Carlos Hyde signing. So I gave it a one star. And... The next name on the list is Matt Breida, which, as I mentioned, best comparable to Travis Homer. And Matt Breida is going to share the field with the other name on our list, Jordan Howard. So during the offseason, Jordan Howard signed with Miami as a free agent, and Matt Breida was traded for Now you've got a good one-two punch. Now me, I'm not big on Jordan Howard, but I get it. He he can plot and get some some yards and first down here and there, and he's decent on the goal line, but for Jordan Howard, I'm just not that impressed. He's getting a just a one, just a one star, because Matt Breida, Matt Breida, he's going to be the fucking guy to get three stars. That big. 
fail. That was an epic fail because it just, let's try that again. <laughs> Matt Breda is going to get three stars. Much better. <laughs> because he has a killer profile. He can rush. He can catch passes now. He's got a bit of a fragility rating. Has a hard st time staying healthy. But if he can stay healthy, I think he'll outproduce Jordan Howard. Easily. And I think he'll out way easily outproduce his draft position. So Matt Breed is a guy I really, really, really like this year. And he could be a very good target for, well, Tua. Tonga Viola. The new quarterback. Even though I do think Fitz will probably start the season. At some point we'll see Tua and I think he's going to enjoy him some Matt Breed. Jesus Christ with <laughs> Anyway, so that is what I got for you. That is what I got for running backs and who will succeed on the new teams. That's right. That's right. Okay. So that's what I got for you in the madness for now. <sighs> Get it all out. Get all it out. Yes, that's right. Okay, okay. We're going to take a quick breather. We're going to pause for a sec. We're going to collect ourselves. And then we're going to come back and close up shop. Yeah, yes, close up shop and get out of here for a good week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're going to do when we come back in a second. That's right. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> That's right. The pod is coming to an end. It is that time. It is, it is, it is. For us to say goodbye. <laughs> oh, before I go, I totally missed the whole talk of the name, name change for the Washington Foreskins. I'm really pushing for that name. I also saw a good suggestion on Twitter, which was the Washington Pigskins. I, I thought that was quite, quite good as well. But I would have to say the Washington Foreskins would be, would be my choice for up to me. Tis not, though, which is okay. That's okay. That's fine. It doesn't have to be. No. But there was discussion, and apparently they're going to change it. And see, this all began yesterday when it was floating around Twitter that they were going to announce the name change today. And I got super excited and I thought, well, it would be great if it broke on the pod. But instead, I woke up to, they're just going to announce that they will be changing the name. That's it. Red, the, the Redskins name is retired. The logo is retired. Good comment on Twitter about that. <laughs> and just simply get rid of it. They're going to retire it. It's sort of honoring it, which <laughs> it just... Uh, good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's, that's it, right? They're going to change it. Now, they don't quite know. And see, the, the, then something 
else came out this morning about a particular individual who had copyrighted a bunch of different Washington team names, including the Red Tails and the Sentinels, some of the some of the ones that people on the Twitters like. I actually do really like the Red Tails. I think that's that's a good um like it sounds good. And some of the designs I saw were really cool. And, and, it's an homage to an African-American group that fought during the wartime. And, 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 let's not forget of a black quarterback who played for the Washington team and won them a Super Bowl. Dougie, Doug. Remember, so I think something like the Red Tails would be perfect. But then you got to pay this dude. And I can't tell. Normally, I'm not for the hoarding of stuff like that, trying to make people pay out the ass for it. Normally, I'm not a fan. However, I tend to make a couple exceptions. And that's one when these giant companies or rich people, if they're the ones getting taken tasked to, if they're the ones, you know, getting fucked, I don't mind. I don't mind so much. <laughs> So the fact that it's happening to Daniel Snyder and the Washington football team does not bother me as much at all. Only because I'd really like to see the Red Tails be the name of this team. But other than that, I'm not, I'm not all that fond of these kinds of people. But, you know, Washington probably should have changed the name a long, a long time ago. They wouldn't have to worry about this shit. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out, but it is for sure a thing. This is for sure happening. It will no longer be the Washington Redskins. So, hashtag foreskins. Hashtag foreskins. Hashtag foreskins. That's right. That's what we're pushing for, madcaps. That's what I want you to do. Hashtag. Well, we better put Washington in there, right? <laughs> What the hell am I thinking? Hashtag Washington foreskin. That's way too long to pound the table for. We'll, we'll, we'll try it anyway. We'll try it anyway. Hashtag Washington foreskin. No, no, no. Hashtag foreskins was so much better. But if we put that, I don't think it's going to get the full effect we want it to. Could get a lot of other stuff in that uh, hashtag, if you know what I mean. So we're going to have to go hashtag Washington foreskins. We just have to, eh, you know. It's not going to be much of a, a chant or whatnot for it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You are an idiot. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or you could just say, I'm mad. <laughs> anyway, okay. All right. That's what I got for you madcaps today. Happy Monday. I hope you enjoy your week. I hope you do so in a safe manner. Because there's a lot of fucking idiots and assholes out there. Saw another video earlier. Just... Partying is, hey, this is our bar. We're Americans. We want to have fun. We're not going to wear masks. It's so obvious why so many people across the rest of the globe hate Americans. Because <laughs> of those assholes right there. I'm American. I don't give a fuck because I want to have fun. <laughs> oh, shit. We're not all. Stupid, I promise. I'd like to think there's a lot more of us good ones. But, uh, man. 
The idiots are very loud right now. <laughs> goodness, goodness, goodness. You saw it. The president wore a mask and they all went from, I hate masks, fuck you in your mask, to, oh, he looks so badass. Where can I get a mask like that? If I was ever going to wear a mask, it'd be one like President Trump's. <laughs> oh, you know what you need? Right in the fucking face. That's right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right, closing up shop. Everybody have a wonderful week. And do not forget to follow me on the Twitters, on the gram, at RMK Madness. Check out my miscellaneous debris podcast. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, you know, Spotify. Shit like that. You can also find it on my Twitters. So make sure you check that out. You can hear more of my thoughts on, you know, the idiots running around our country and the one running it. <laughs> and just, you know, situations. And actually, I get into the, the history of the top cults. And it's kind of fun. And it also kind of makes you uh, further realize that... Uh, Trump and his followers do, do quite resemble <laughs> a bit of a cult. So anyway, feel free to check that out. But please, you know, follow, subscribe, like, download, download. Do all that stuff, okay? Do it for me. Do it for me, eh? All right, getting out of here. Thank you once again for listening. I am the Mad Chatter, Orion MK. We will chat with you again next time. Have a good week. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. Ta-ta for now. Laters. Welcome to the show. The Man Chatter is here. Ah.